fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, yoga? Welcome, Welcome to, to What the, the Fuck, fuck yoga, yoga Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. And I'm your other host, Katie. Welcome back. How's it going? Everyone had a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Christmas. We finished each other's sentences <laughs> with a little bit of a delay. We yeah. finished each other's, what was the word? Is it? What's she going for here? By anyway. the way, we have about three minutes of recording that we have to cut off. <laughs> There's a lot of expletives. Yeah. We tried. You didn't miss anything. We tried to record this intro. This is take number three. Three? That's it? Mm-hmm. That's I it. That's good. That's not too bad. Yeah, usually it's like ten takes. That's true. Yeah. All right. But yeah. yeah, we hope you guys had a great Christmas. If you don't celebrate, you just had a, you know, nice, relaxing weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. some days off from work. Yeah. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Your boss is terrible. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I've worked my share of holidays. This was my first Christmas Eve off in like two years. Nice. So I was super excited. Congratulations. Thank you. How was your Christmas? It was good. Yeah? We spent it at the hospital again. Oh, no. Yeah, but it was the dog hospital this time. What happened? We got home on Christmas Eve, and there was brown stuff all over the rug, and I was like, what is that? Because it wasn't poop. It was just, like, smeared in. Was it blood? No, it was hot chocolate. Oh, no. I wrapped a present for somebody and put hot chocolate in it, and they found it. So Clyde was definitely oh, affected. Poor baby. Yeah, so we took them both to the hospital at three a.m. So they both had to go, evening. both doggies. Yeah, because okay. we didn't really. Delaney was acting normal. Yeah, but you never know. So they made them both throw up, and it was kind of payback because <laughs> the first time we had to do this, Delaney ate all the chocolate. Yeah. But, so Clyde had to throw up for no reason. This time Delaney had to throw oh, up for no man. reason, so it was kind of like, uh-huh. They're working out their karma. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> their chocolate karma. Dog karma is a lot more simple than human karma, and it happens oh, a lot faster. Funny. Yeah, instant, yeah, instant karma. But they had to keep him all day, Oh. and we were worried about him, and we missed him. Yeah. But he's good. He's good. Back. That's good. He's so home. nothing truly bad happened. No. Good. No. Yes. Those dog babies. Dog babies. How was yours? It was good. I hosted. Um, we nice. had my family over and then Austin's family over um, in our tiny little apartment, which was interesting. Yeah. But it went well. Um, Did my, grandma behave? So <laughs> my very Italian grandmother, who has no filter, only um, embarrassed me two times. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, so I'll just tell one quick story. So Austin helped me cook. We made a big spaghetti dinner and, um, we followed her recipe. It's like her old family Italian recipe, like sauce from scratch, meatballs from scratch. Um, I was in charge of sauce. Austin was in charge of meatballs. And when we were all sitting down for dinner, you know, everyone's like, oh, you guys taste great. Austin, the meatballs are so good. And my grandma (laughs) cuts off everyone. Actually, Austin, the meatballs are dry, but good try. (laughs) Good try. And I was like, get like daggers. I was like, so oh mean. my God. Poor Austin. What did he say? How did he respond? Oh, what did he say? I Shut up, friends. <laughs> I think, I don't, I don't think he even responded. I no. Think, no. No, I don't think he even responded. He'll never make meatballs again. He'll never make meatballs again. Aww. We're still eating those meatballs. They were good. They were really yeah. good meatballs. I bet. Yeah. I bet they, no, were, they were fine. Not dry. I didn't notice I bet that they, they were, were delicious. dry. It's just my. Plus, you put a bunch of sauce on them. I know. Yeah, they have to be like solid so that they don't yeah. look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a crumbly meatball. Like most people when, you know, you're like, oh, how's everything taste? Politely, you're just like, oh, everything's good. Right. Even if it's not good. Right. It's good because you just slaved over it. Because you're the guest. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're but just of course my grandma's like, fed. oh, you want to actually know how it tastes? <laughs> this is how it actually tastes. Maybe like, she's oh. actually onto something. Yeah, yeah, telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were supposed to lie. Oh, anyways. No, we are. Just be polite. Yeah. If somebody's feeding you, just say, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Yep. It w- I mean, and they really were good. They were I'm good. I'm sure they were. Yeah. Get it together, Graham. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> Does she but, you know. To no, she doesn't listen She's to this. She's an avid listener. She wouldn't know how to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> if she could, she would, though. Yeah. Yeah, but oh. now I won't tell her how because. Because now we've, like, bad-mouthed her. Yeah. No, we love you, Grams. Love you, Grams. Yeah. Also, yeah. I love you, my Grams, who will also never listen to this. Oh, that's okay. Here's grandma a, love. A shout out into the nothingness. Shout out to all the grandmas out there. 
If you're a grandma and you're listening to our show, write in. Good for you. Yeah. Tech savvy grams. Yeah. Mine is not tech savvy. No, I neither. No, I every time I go to her house, I have to sign her into Facebook <laughs> and like change her password. She has a Facebook. She account? has a Facebook. Um, yeah, she has a Facebook. Is she but she's not dudes? good at it. Does she have a Tinder? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> no, she doesn't have a Tinder. She's like, I'm gonna swipe right in that one. Like on her Facebook, she's constantly checking into the ramen house down the street, <laughs> like on accident. So every day she's been to the ramen house like ten times. Grandma, I think you had enough soup. I know. And then one time, okay, one more story about my grandma, and then we'll actually talk about yoga. Um, So one time she logged herself out of Facebook, somehow created a new account. So now she had no friends, but she didn't understand that she had somehow created this new Facebook account with no friends. So when she was on there, there was no feed to see because there were no friends. And so it's just her on her own feed, like posting, like, please, Facebook, help me. <laughs> Somebody please help me, Facebook. I have friends. And it was like the saddest thing I've ever seen when I went to fix her password. <laughs> please like, help me. I have friends. It like broke my heart, but it was also oh really funny. <laughs> If we get a screenshot of that, oh my god, I love it. Oh, it That's gonna be like know. my mantra. Help me, Facebook. Help I have me friends. friends. Oh my god. <coughs> oh, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Today's topic <laughs> is what the fuck are the schools of yoga? Yeah. What are they? I don't know. And how are they different from branches? No idea. I think they're the same thing, right? No, they are not. What? They're so different. They're different? They're different. Tell me how. Let me tell you the ways. <laughs> Allow me to tell you the ways. Scroll up for me. <laughs> Anna doesn't know how to use my computer. I don't. Two I fingers. Don't. Two fingers. Two, 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 two fingers. <laughs> two fingers, girl. Okay. okay. All right. So there are various branches of yoga that we discussed a couple episodes ago. I think that was episode seven. Right? I believe that is okay. episode seven. If you want to learn about the branches of yoga, um, so those would be like Raja Yoga, six. episode six. I'm not sure. Just scroll back and look for <laughs> branches of yoga. I believe it's episode six. Okay, episode six. Um, so that would include branches like Raja Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Karma Yoga, and there's a few more, but those Hata are Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga, which we'll also discuss again today. Um, but these are not to be confused with the various styles of yoga that we practice today uh, that are mostly focused on physical practice, also known as asana. Uh, they are all part of the hatha branch. Except for one. Except for one. Yes. Okay. So again, we'll, we'll get into that um, as, we, as the episode kind of moves along. Can. So what we've come to understand is yoga... Um, is mostly due to the experimentation and evolution of the traditional styles of yoga. So it started with just a few poses, and then we've kind of made it what it is today by experimentation and um, just our better understanding of anatomy. And this is like a couple thousand years worth of evolution. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, a few key people that we're going to be talking about in this episode are Krishnamacharya, Iyengar, and Patabi Joy. Um, these guys all put their own spin on yoga and created these new methods to reach the same goal of spiritual and physical healing and growth. Yeah. And you may have heard some of those names. You may have not heard you of may some of those names. have a strong disgust for one of those names, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Actually, very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Right now. One of the first schools of yoga we'll discuss is Ashtanga, which translates to eight limbs. Uh, this school is developed by the late... Did we say Sri? Sri? Okay. Sri K. Patabi Joy. Uh, this form is named after the eight limbs or the royal path. Is he dead? Yeah, he is dead. Okay. I don't know for how long, but he's definitely dead. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, so if... I mean, not cool. It's I not just, cool. It's not wow, cool. It's not cool that he's dead. shitty that I said not that. Cool. That's not what he meant. No, but he is dead. <laughs> Um, so the Royal Path, if you did listen to our previous episode, uh, awesome, good for you. If you didn't, uh, it just kind of discusses the yamas, the niyamas, asana, uh, a few other things. Pranayama, yeah, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just go back and listen to our episode on the eight limbs or Google it. <laughs> or Google it. <laughs> Whatever works. 
Um, I, Ashtanga yoga is different from a lot of other yoga classes um, that we do in the West because the order of the poses is predefined. Mm-hmm. So there are different series and they're always the same every time. So a practice will comprise of four main parts. So they start with an opening sequence. Then they do one of their six main series. Then there's a backbending sequence, a set of inverted asanas, um, referred to as the finishing sequence. And as usual, you always end with Shavasana. Woo! Loving Shavasana. Uh, The opening sequence begins with 10 sun salutations and several standing asanas. Uh, Next, the practitioner will do one of the six main series. So there's a primary series, an intermediate, there's an advanced, and within the advanced, there's an A, B, C, and D series. I'm sure it gets, like, totally crazy towards the end. Like, I can't even imagine. Well, people take years to master. Like Like a lifetime. (laughs) And they they master, Ashtanga practitioners master each series before Mm -hmm. they move on. So they could spend three or four years on the primary series or more or more yeah um before moving to intermediate yeah and then spend a lot of time there too that's dedication that is dedication i'm like meh yeah no i i tried the primary series once this was a couple years ago i wonder i want to try it again just like out of curiosity but yeah i tried i think it was a kino kino mcgregor online video okay um she's like a pretty famous ashtanga yogi you guys are familiar with her. But yeah, I tried one of her videos on the primary series and it was just, it was so hard. Yeah. There's so many, um, it right now. there's so many vinyasas, like in between every single pose you do a vinyasa. And then there's like this thing called a pickup. Like you pick yourself up and jump back or jump through. And I, I was like, no, even with blocks, I was like, I, I gave up. I think I was like, and I was probably like 20 or 30 minutes in and I just was like, nope, done with that. Never doing that again. <laughs> I think I did one of her videos on the jump through. Yeah. Like years ago. Mm-hmm. And she made it look so easy. And she's like, you just lift yourself up and you just do it. it. And I was, like, it was like a 10 minute video. Yeah. And I watched it twice. And both times, like, I'm like, I'm doing everything she said. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you have to be super disciplined and do it over yep. and over and over. And then eventually it just happens. Right. I was still. I don't the, have that discipline. No. Guess. Well, I was still in the part of my yoga journey where I was like, "Oh, there's a thing I can do that." Right. Instead of thinking like, "Oh, people take years and years to master right. this," and then I get pissed off that I understand it in yeah the span of a ten minute video. That's probably how I was. Yeah. I was like, "Nope. If I don't get immediate results, right. then I'm not doing this." <laughs> no, this is too much. <laughs> so, if you are patient, or if you need to learn patience. Uh, Ashtanga is for you, which I think that we should um, maybe try that again. Yeah, I think I'm going to try it again. Or if you really like, um, you know, uh, like... Structure. Yes, thank you. Structure. I was like, what is the word? Structure. Because I don't like structure. No. So that's probably also why I don't like it. I like to just feel the wind. Yeah. Well, yeah, the wind's great. (laughs) I don't know. Wind is great. You know, like... (laughs) Go with the wind. I, I just don't everything. think I could show up and, like, do the same sequence every single day, right. six days a week. Like, I just can't. Right. So that's – I don't think that's why it works for me. But maybe I need structure. Maybe I should do that. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Oh, God. Jeez. I'm questioning everything I'm questioning life. my whole practice now. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? 2018 goals. <laughs> who the fuck I am. Yeah, find myself and find Master myself. Ashtanga. <laughs> In one year. Lofty goals. Yeah, no kidding. Um. So the primary series, (laughs) focus back to Ashtanga, the primary series is the most important series because it forms the basis of the entire system. So that's why people work in order. They don't jump, no, I'm going to try advanced A today. Um, Practitioners advance to these more difficult series over years or decades. um, But the goal isn't to just learn these more difficult asanas, but to learn to maintain their internal focus throughout the practice. Which is also super hard. Yes. So first you have to master the physical in order to be able to bring your internal, your focus internally. Because you can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to my physical body as I do this. Right. When you don't understand how to do it. Right. So crazy talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, daily or regular practice is highly emphasized within the Ashtanga world. Uh, it's traditionally taught in a Mysore style. So Mysore is basically supervised self-practice. It's named after the city in India where Ashtanga originates. Um, and as the student kind of moves on their own through the sequence or their practice at their own pace or level, the teachers are just kind of like walking around, assisting as needed. Um, but there's no teacher standing at the front of the room like 
this is the sequence. Follow right. me. So that's kind of interesting. And it is very hands-on. Oh, yeah. Very hands-on. Which. Oh, yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. leads into the issues that have been presented in the Ashtanga community. Um, <clears throat> the creator, Patabi Joy, has been accused of a lot of um, inappropriate assists mm-hmm. and um, of touching his students inappropriately. Um, These kind of came out in like the last year or so. Yeah, recently. Yeah, they're more recent. And there's um, an interesting article uh, by Kino McGregor that we're going to post a link to. She was one of his students, um, and she liked him a lot. She she studied directly under yes, him. Yes, and she said that she never experienced any kind of inappropriateness, um, but you know she. But people did, right? Other and she's people did. Very open about that. So yeah. it kind of sounds from this article. We were discussing this before the episode. There's some things in it that felt a little problematic to us. Yeah. Um, kind of where she she doesn't make excuses for him. She's very clear that it, his actions were not okay. Um, but I don't know. It, it's We're just going to leave it up to you to kind of yeah. read it if you like. It, and it's, just, it's her working through her own feelings. Yes. Um, so whether you agree with her feelings or you disagree, it's still an interesting read. Right. And her feelings are still valid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but it's an interesting read. Yeah. But we'll link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Um, Hands-on assists are, a lot of teachers are kind of moving away from them, just yeah. kind of out of fear yeah, they are. of being inappropriate. Uh, <clears throat> I still like them. I'm very careful. I love hands-on Yes, assists. and I, I enjoy getting them, but there is, yeah. you know, we do have to be very cognizant that mm-hmm. some people do not want to be touched. Right. They've had trauma or they're just very sensitive and they yeah. don't want to be. Um, and also we need to not excuse things as, oh, that's just a hands-on assist. Right. If it makes somebody uncomfortable. It is not okay. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I guess be careful and just kind of do some research into some of these things that are coming up so that you're aware. Yeah. Got to keep our eyes open. Mm Mm-hmm. Open eyes. The next school of yoga is power yoga. Um, And this you've probably run into in a gym or a health club. Um, but in 1995, Bender Birch, that's like the coolest name That is ever. a really cool name. I, like I wonder it. if that's her real Bender. name. I don't know, but I would Bender choose it. Bender Birch. It's like a movie star name. It is. Please welcome to this. St- uh, no. Bender Birch. The, the award for this year's Academy Award. Best, yeah. best actress. I've watched in a few years. Bender Birch. Bender Birch. Or it's like a movie name. Ooh. Did you see Bender Birch? Oh my god, it was so good. It's nominated for so many Academy Awards. It's gonna sweep. Gonna it's gonna sweep the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in 1995, Bender Birch published the book Power Yoga. Um, she was intending to give a Western spin to the to Ashtanga. Um, but she says most people wouldn't take a class called Ashtanga Yoga because they had no idea what it meant. Power yoga, on the other hand, was something Americans could relate to and know that they'd get a good workout. So she was trying to westernize this idea of Ashtanga, which is always a controversial topic, right. appropriation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted to bring it, it's very um, asana based, so very more about body. It's more about a workout. It's like right. getting a workout in. Exactly. Less spiritual than most yeah. yoga that we are familiar with. Right. So because of this, uh, power yoga's popularity spread across gyms and health clubs all over the country. Um, and it's had its own evolution of how it's practiced and taught. Uh, the common thread here is basically just a rigorous workout that develops strength and flexibility. Yeah. So yeah, that's power yoga. Power yoga. And even though it's similar to Ashtanga, there is no um, preset sequence. Right, right. So that's the teacher kind of, yeah, the, the teacher kind of creates his or own sequen- sequence. Um, for each session. Yeah. Well, cool. Moving on. Hatha yoga. So a quick note here, because this term gets confusing. So most of the disciplines we're talking today, except for one, are part of the Hatha branch. Um, but the term Hatha is also used often to describe um, classes. So sometimes you'll log on, you know, go on to mm-hmm. log on. Log on. Sometimes you'll go on to a studio's website 
and you'll see a vinyasa class and you'll see a hatha class and you'll be like, wait what a is second. I, I thought all of this was hatha because yeah. it's asana based. Well, a lot of people are using the term hatha as a way to describe um, a certain kind of class. And it's kind of become an umbrella term for a blend of schools or anything that doesn't fit within the other schools. So sometimes you'll go to a hatha class and maybe there will be a very flowy sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a little bit of a vinyasa element. And then maybe you'll drop into some yin poses. Or um, you're doing something that's a little more, you know, um, repeat and, you know, what's the term? Repetition and stay, Mm. which is in a school that we'll talk about later. Um, or there's you're using props to set up into different things, so it's a little more Iyengar based. Um, but any of these classes are kind of classified as hatha. It's kind of confusing. It is, and I've seen I'm you know in a few yoga groups on Facebook, and that's what made me kind of think of this is that people were like, "Hey, I'm just learning about hatha as a branch yeah. of yoga. How come I'm going to a hatha class? Isn't aren't all of these hatha classes?" Yeah. So that's kind of what brought that up in my mind where I was like, oh, yeah, that is really confusing. It is really confusing. Yeah. And it's probably a Western thing. It is. We probably ruined it. I think <laughs> we ruined it again. As it's basically usual. anything that doesn't fit into another category. Yeah. So basically, if your studio or gym or wherever you take yoga offers a Hatha class, odds are the teachers, the teacher is just offering a blend of two or more styles um, usually it's accessible to all ages, all experience levels, but I mean, you can always double check on that. Don't take my word for right. it. Um, it's typically a little bit more of a gentle practice than like an Ashtanga or a power yoga. Um, but it's always a good idea to ask the teacher, uh, where, maybe where they trained or what kind of class it will be, if the poses will be held, if there are props. Um, cause like we said, it can really be anything. anything. You yeah. really don't, don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Um, You can also ask if meditation is going to be involved or chanting, because again, it may or may not be included. Um, But yeah, this will kind of give you a better idea of what to expect in a particular Hatha class. Yeah. Yeah. I like Hatha Mm -hmm. classes. Me too. Gives you a little bit of everything. You teach Hatha, Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly what I do. Okay. Cool. So we'll have like a little bit of a flow sometimes, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, and I'm tired. (laughs) And on the floor. (laughs) On the floor. Lay down. Take a nap. (laughs) All right. Our next school of yoga is Jiva Mukti. And it's um, both very physically challenging and highly meditative. The original Jiva Mukti Center is in New York City, um, and it's very popular. Like, we're talking 2,000 people a week popular. Yeah, that's, that's huge. It must yeah. be a huge studio. Uh, the founders are David Life and Sharon Gannon. They opened their first studio in 1986. That's yours. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Her face lit up when I said 1986. So you're, you share a birthday with Jiva Mukti. <laughs> Congratulations. Happy birthday, Jiva Mukti. Jiva Mukti. <laughs> and Katie. And Katie. Yeah, so the first center or studio opened in 1986 in New York City. Um, and they were combining an Ashtanga background with a variety of ancient and modern spiritual teachings. So in addition to vinyasa-style asana, classes also include chanting, meditation, readings, music, affirmations, um, sounds a little bit like hot tub. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds a little bit like church. <laughs> or like church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, yes, like hot tub. Yeah. Uh, so David Life, again, he's one of the founders. Uh, he promises that over the course of time, students will get a broad yoga education. One week, a class may focus on a particular asana, while the next week's theme may discuss more metaphysical issues. Yeah, it really cool. does sound like hot Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Uh, they do have a really good book that I read a few years ago for my teacher training. It's titled Jiva Mukti Yoga. Um, it's an interesting read, and it'll give you a better understanding of their practice, of the Jiva Mukti practice. And any books that we talk about throughout this episode, we'll put in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about, like, yeah. screeching your car over to the shoulder to <laughs> write this down. down. Yeah, no, we'll put everything in the show yeah. notes. Also, if you have a pen in your car, it's probably frozen. Probably. Because it's one degree Fahrenheit. Yeah. I don't know what that means in Celsius. Like cold. Negative 15? <laughs> I really yeah, have no I don't idea. Know. But I'm it's pretty it out. It's all snowy. It is. And sunny. It's and sunny. Gorgeous. I hope it's nice where you are right now. Yeah. I hope it's not really like super shitty. And we're like, oh, it's so sunny. And you're like, I can't see five feet in front of my nose. <laughs> the next school of yoga is Iyengar Yoga. <laughs> Uh, this was created by the late BKS Iyengar in his home of Pune, India. 
Um, when he was young, he was super sick, like, all the time. He had the flu, malaria, tuberculosis, typhoid fever. He somehow survived all of this. And when he grew up, he was able to study under Sri Krishnamacharya, who was his brother-in-law. Lucky dude. Lucky dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty helpful. Uh, but he did all this in order to improve his health. And, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Because despite surviving all of these diseases that would kill a lesser that child. Killed a of people <laughs> yeah. over the years, um, he was still teaching at 90 years old. Dang. Right? Goals. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. So in an Iyengar class, uh, poses are typically held much longer than in other schools of yoga so that the practitioners can really pay attention to the pre- precise musculature and skeletal alignment um, demanded by by Iyengar yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, they also Iyengar yoga also relies on props like belts, chairs, blocks, wall ropes, and blankets. Everything. Everything. All the props that you have in class, those are there um, to help accommodate any special needs like injuries or structural imbalances of your body. Um, scoliosis. They're super useful. Yes, I love love props. I do too. And. Iyengar walls are like the new hot thing. So if you go to a studio, <laughs> the new hot thing. The new hot thing. If you go to a studio where they have a bunch of ropes hanging from the walls, that's, that's an Iyengar an studio Iyengar. wall. Yeah, that's I cool. uh, experienced my first rope wall over the summer. <gasps> yeah, it was really I cool. Try one. Yeah, I took a workshop with Gabriel Helper, <gasps> which if any of you guys are local listeners, like local to the Chicagoland area, <laughs> area, uh, we're really lucky to have him. He teaches in Chicago, and he usually travels, like, all over the suburbs teaching workshops and various Iyengar classes. So if you're local, check him out. Totally worth it. It's yeah. intense. He's a little intense, <laughs> but well worth it. Yes. He's um, funny. He's, he's a funny guy. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a joker, Cracking but jokes. also, like... <gasps> Also, you're like, are are you joking? Are you joking? (laughs) Please be joking. Are you joking? Are you really telling me to lift both legs and hands up the floor? It's an intense experience, but you'll learn a ton. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wall ropes. Highly recommend them. Super cool. Yeah. And we'll link to Gabriel in our show notes. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah. Our next school is Vinny Yoga. And this is a very gentle and therapeutic practice uh, developed by TKV Desikashar. Um, and further refined by Gary Krapsow. The poses are synchronized with your breath in sequences that are determined by the needs of the practitioner. Mm. So um, Vinny yoga is function or over form. So unlike other schools where alignment is very important, um, Vinny yoga says that every body is different, so we need to find not the, quote, correct alignment, but the alignment that works best for our body structure. So it's like the opposite of Iyengar. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the opposite of Iyengar. Okay, that's kind of funny. Um, so as we travel through life, we're constantly changing and yep. evolving physically, emotionally, and this practice is tailored to help address those transitions through life. It helps us protect our health and promote our ability to be productive in the world. Yeah. Um, repeat and stay is another signature of the Vini Yoga tradition. So moving in and out of a pose with the breath and then staying in the pose. So then holding. I like that. I, I use that in all classes. Yeah. I love it. Because it like kind that. of, it helps warm up the muscle and then this in the re- repetition. And then the stay helps you kind of release that muscle further and yeah. get into a little further. Um, it also kind of helps in strengthening poses. You're getting into it a little bit, a little bit, and then, oh, oh, the burn! Feel the burn! Feel the burn! So I guess you teach a little bit of Vinny yoga, too. I do. I guess I have no focus. Look at you. I have zero I have no discipline. Or I'm eclectic. Or, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with that. I like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. eclectic. You're so eclectic (laughs) in your teaching style. Our next school is Bikram Yoga. Um, Expect to sweat. So it's basically, like, really hot hot yoga. Um, each studio is designed to replicate yoga's birthplace climate, uh, so the temperatures are usually pushing over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I don't think I would survive a Bikram class. No. I can barely do hot yoga, which is usually set to what, like 85, 90 degrees? Yeah. Yeah, so I, don't, I really don't think I could do mm. Bikram. That sounds 
And that actually brings up a good yeah. point. There is a difference between Bikram yoga and, and hot yoga. Hot yoga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hot yoga is basically just like a vinyasa class <laughs> taught, taught in a hot room. And it's always different. Yeah, it is always different. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bikram... Is the same. Yes. There are... It's a sequence of 26 traditional hatha postures um, that are the same in every class. So that's how... One of the ways that it differs from yeah. hot yoga. Right. And kind of like Ashtanga, like as you advance, the poses kind of advance a little... Not a little bit. A lot of it, too. Um, so you are doing the same poses, but you're... You know, constantly evolving. I'm level 10. Yeah, I'm level 10 Bikram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The creator of Bikram is Bikram, how do we say? Chowdhury. Chowdhury. Like Chowda. Chowdhury. Bikram Chowdhury. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, But yeah, so he's responsible for Bikram yoga. (laughs) However. He's also responsible for several sexual assault assault allegations. It's not funny at all. No, we're laughing at that transition, which is perfect. It's just a really good transition. Um, and yeah, he lost ownership and rights to Bikram Yoga, um, and he has actually since fled to India. Yeah, because there's wow. no no way to follow up a sexual assault allegation than fleeing the scene yeah. of the crime. So he's a gem. Yep. Another one. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Yep. So, which is kind of an interesting... Theme. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, we kind of think of... As yogis, we think of ourselves as people who follow the yamas and niyamas and try yeah. not to hurt e- hurt people. Right. Um, Himsa. But there are people who still want to. It really doesn't matter what mm-hmm. your job is or what your focus no. is. So, I don't know. Just keep holding people responsible. Yeah. And I think it's even worse when it's a yoga teacher. Because you don't It's 100% it. worse when it's a yoga teacher. Because mm-hmm. you're in this position of power where these people trust you and... And right. yeah, you're their teacher. And there is a little bit of confusion as to boundaries because you are, yeah. you're wearing tight pants, you're right. sweaty, and there are a lot of hands-on assists. And yeah. sometimes it's, you know, it's like, okay, did they mean to touch my back and it just right. touched my butt? Like <laughs> what, you know, right. is this, does this full body need to be against me in this, you know? Right. Sometimes they do. I have a teacher who um, adjusts me in you know, like extended side angle or, yeah. or triangle pose. And the way she does it, she puts her whole body against you yeah. so that you feel really stable because she's pulling you back back to okay. a point where you feel like you're going to topple. Right, if she so, moves, you're going to fall. Right, so there is a place for that, but it really has to do with the intention of the mm-hmm. of the teacher. It has to do with the boundaries of the student, what they're comfortable with, yeah. what they're not comfortable with. So, Yeah, you know. Kino touches on that in that article mm-hmm. too. She actually has a video that she posts of her giving like a full body assist <laughs> to a really advanced um, asana. Oh my god! That did you watch that? I saw the st- uh, just like a picture. Yeah, the one with her leg. Yeah, her, with her head, leg behind her head. Pose. So she's like pulling her up and like uh, totally against her body. Which like yeah, you would need to use your whole body mm-hmm. for that assist. Right. Yeah. But again, I guess you know. It's really about intent. It's yeah. It's totally about intent. Are you helping support your student? Or are you from just being falling? creepy and gross? Yeah. Don't be creepy and gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times we have to say that. Don't be creepy. Don't and be gross. creepy and gross. Anyway. <sighs> gross. Back to schools of yoga and on to yin. <sighs> on to yin. On to yin. I love yin. It's like a total reverse from Bikram. Yeah, it is I a love total yin reverse. Too. I love hate yin. I taught I taught a yin class a few hours ago. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Saturday nice. mornings I teach yin. Um, so yeah, yin yoga combines the Indian yoga tradition with the Taoist yoga tradition of China. So it's like a nice little mix yeah. of schools there. Um, and that it's interesting. I, I read that in yin yoga, they're focusing on balancing the meridians. Mm-hmm. And this is equivalent to the nadis that we know oh. yoga. I never made that connection before. I didn't either. Right? I knew about the meridians, but I didn't, I didn't make that connection. Right. So cool. Kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah, people were practicing very similar things in different parts of the yeah. world and, you know. Had no idea. Just cool. I love it. It's like confirmation. Yeah. It confirms it. Yeah. Uh, yin yoga focuses on the connective tissues of the hips, the pelvis, and the lower spine. Um, you can also focus on, like, shoulders and stuff, mm-hmm. but... Usually you'll find that uh, we focus on the lower half of the body. Frog pose. Oh, frog pose. For five minutes. Oh, it's so hard. The worst thing you'll ever worst. do in your life. Yeah, I whip it out a lot too. Okay. <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> well, because the only time I'll practice it is if I'm teaching it. And I'll, so I'll, you like, can like hop out of the pose. Right, well, like, I'll, I'll like assist as needed and then I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to be mean. I'll, I'll do this with you guys. Right. 
but I'll never do it on my own. <laughs> I'll like never do it in my own practice. I will go into it and I go, okay, <laughs> one breath and done. And we're done. And yeah. we're done. I feel yeah. so much more open. Great. Yeah. Calling it a day. If you guys don't know what frog pose is, Google it. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Yes. But anyways, uh, in a yin practice, the poses are held for several minutes at a time. Um, anywhere from like one minute, which is a pretty short holding yin, to, I mean, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I usually average like five to seven minutes. Most classes yeah. are about five. Yeah. Seven's like cutting it. Like yeah. I, I see people getting real antsy at, oh, at yeah. the five mark, which I know like that's what part you have it, to yeah. work on. That's part of it. Exactly. Finding that stillness, which is so hard. Yep. Especially um, in our go, go, go world. Yeah. Yin is, yin is interesting. If you've never taken a yin class, I highly recommend it. Yes. Um, it's a really good complement to uh, much more dynamic practices. So if you're usually like a vinyasa yogi or an ashtanga yogi or Bikram, whatever, take a yin class. Maybe once a week, slow down. Uh, yin and yang tissues do not respond <coughs> to physical postures in the same way. Uh, so like your muscles and your blood are yang tissues and then your connective tissues are yin. Did that, I hope that made sense. Kind Does that of. make sense? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Okay. So yin is feminine, yang is masculine. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Good to know. Cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's been gaining a lot of popularity. So it's check newer. it out. It's newer. But um, yeah. And also we'll put a link uh, to Bernie Clark's online classes and his book, the Complete Guide to Yin Yoga. Which is sitting right here on my table. Oh, it's really green. It's a very green book. I love it. It's a really good book. So if you're like just getting into yin or you, you know, just love it, I highly recommend yeah. getting the book. It's a, it's a good read. Our next school is Kundalini. Um, this is the one that I told you is not from the Hatha tradition because mm. um, Kundalini is its own school, is its own branch. Oh, right. Oh no, I'm sorry. No. Tantra. It's, it yeah. comes from the Tantra yoga yes. path. There you go. Um, so at one time this practice was a very closely guarded secret, Ooh. um, practiced by only a select few. It was very mysterious, clandestine, What's esoteric. That mean? Oh, esoteric. Esoteric. Clandestine. That's secret. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm learning all sorts of things <laughs> right now. In 1969, however, um, Yogi Bhajan decided to change uh, this secretiveness by bringing Kundalini to the West. So his thought process was that it's everybody's birthright to be healthy, happy, and holy. Yeah. I agree. I agree, too. Power to the people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. So Kundalini yoga incorporates postures, dynamic breathing techniques, chanting and meditation on mantras. Um one, for instance, is Sat Na, I Am Truth, and practitioners focused on awakening the energy at the base of the spine and drawing it upward through the seven chakras. Ah, ah, <laughs> to reach enlightenment. Enlightenment, because that's what we're always going for. What we're chasing after. Um, one more little thing about Kundalini. Uh, if you've ever seen those yogis wearing like all white or the white turbans, that, that's kundalini. It's like a, a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's one of their it's things. The thing. um, Yogi Bhajan believed that colors have an effect on consciousness. And I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, color totally oh, yeah. affects consciousness. Um, but he believed specifically that by wearing all white, one could expand their aura by one whole foot. What? One whole foot? Off. Sorry about that. It's the milk alarm again. <laughs> it happened the last time we hung out. What is the milk alarm? I set this alarm like two months ago for me to grab milk from plate before I left. Oh my God, that did happen the last Yeah. Time. I'll have to change that milk alarm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, white. One whole foot. Increases your aura by one whole foot. That's hilarious. It's science. <laughs> I wonder if I've never seen anybody like doing an aura reading and then whipping out a tape measure. Like, hold this end. I want to see how wide your aura is. Have you ever had an aura reading? I have Like not. one of those photographs? You know no. what I'm talking about? No. A photograph? Um, yeah, there's like a... I've never done it, so I don't even know if I'm going to explain this well. But there's places you can go that will like literally take a photo of your aura. It's like a thermo? Probably. Cool. Yeah. It's like how much heat you're giving off. Yeah, but like it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I believe it, but yeah. I would go get it done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I do a lot of things that I don't Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, one whole foot. One whole foot. 
our we have two more left. Two more. We have Kundalini. Um, nope, that's, that's what we just discussed. No, we, we don't. have Kripalu. <laughs> they sound very similar. They do. Kripalu translates to compassion. Um, the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health is in the Berkshire region of Western Massachusetts and was developed by Amrit Deze in the 1970s. Um, there are three stages of Kripalu Yoga. Uh, the first is willful, pra- willful practice, and that's like a focus on alignment, breath, and the presence of consciousness. Uh, then you have willful surrender, so a conscious holding of the postures, the level of tolerance, and beyond, kind of like yin. Mm. Um, will, f- will I can't even talk. Will I just said willful <laughs> surrender. So what's the last one? And meditation in Here motion. Thank you. Which is the body's wisdom to perform the postures and movement needed to release physical and mental tensions and to enter deep meditation. Yeah, so kind of similar to Vini Yoga in that there's an emphasis on taking a pose in a way that's the best for your body, not the standard alignment. And there's longer holds and a deep meditation session. Anusara is our last one. (sighs) Another problematic one. Founded (laughs) by John Friend in 1997. It's uh, super recent. It's one of the more recent um, schools of yoga. Um, it believes in the oneness, so non-dualism there we of go. everything, and it derives from Iyengar yoga, Ooh. so it's very alignment-based. Yes, it is. And it's another, um, it's similar to vinyasa in that it's very flowy, but with more attention to alignment, so rather than just moving through each pose one after the other, they will hold some poses for longer. Yeah, so again, it's like hatha yoga. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I teach my vinyasa classes because mm-hmm. if I see people like in a really wimpy little warrior two with yeah. no integrity we're not <laughs> no moving integrity. on <laughs> excuse me you have zero integrity <laughs> in warrior two that's funny yeah I like that and John Friend also resigned because of scandal oh come on guys yes. get it however, together however however yeah his scandal has a lot more color in it oh man it's fat I want to see this movie yeah so, allegedly, John Friend was involved in a Wiccan coven in which he had sex with the female members, many of whom were married women. Whoa. Uh-huh. So and that's, that's it gets better. Number one. It gets better. But wait, there's more. There's more. For one weekly payment the rest of your life of yoga classes, you also get having your weed shipped to your Anusara offices. Wow. What an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ship your weed to your workplace. Just no drugs. Right. Shipped to your workplace. That being said, I believe, as far as I've read, and there could be other things out there, any sex that he had was consensual. Okay. Well, that's good. Right. (laughs) Regardless of whether they were married or not, it was consensual. Um, Having his weed shipped to his office... Stupid. And against the law. Yeah. And also illegal, but really not really hurting too many people. Yeah. Um, the shittiest thing he did was defund all of his employees' benefits plans without any kind of notification. Wow. Yeah. That's just That's dick not, move. not cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's on you, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So some of these guys just like find power and then abuse mm-hmm. the shit out of oh, it yeah. is what it sounds like. Power corrupts, guys. Yes, it does. Don't get power. always will, unfortunately. Just always empower yourself, yeah. but don't be a dick. Don't be a dick about yeah. it. Yeah, that's the ninth whim. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yamas, yamas, and then don't, don't be a be dick. Don't be a dick. All right. So that wraps up schools of yoga. That's it. We did it. Yep. So how does this fit in with your practice or why is it important? Um, try different things. Yeah, it's, it's not a one size fits all. Right. If you're a vinyasa practitioner only, go try some other stuff. Do a yin. See, yeah. you're probably going to have a rough time. Oh yin. yeah. And oh, yeah. that's okay. Cause part of your journey is to cool the fuck down. Yeah. Is to chill out. Mm-hmm. You got to try and settle back. I agree. Um, and likewise, if all you do is go to yin classes, go to a vinyasa Go class. to vinyasa. Get some sweat on. Yeah. You got to strengthen what you stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
We just love trying new things. And we, we are we were actually talking before we started recording that we're gonna try and find a kundalini class. Yes, to I, to. I've been wanting to try a kundalini class yeah. for a couple of years now. I just wanna buy some white clothes. Well, remember those white uh, pants I bought in Costa Rica? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna they're gonna be my kundalini pants. Are they cream? No, they're totally white. Okay, I'm I mean there go... might be some stains on there now, but they're <laughs> pretty much white. They're worn. They're worn and white white and worn. White and worn. I'm gonna have to find some kundalini like, pants. I was gonna say beige underwear. It's <laughs> so like to wear under your white yeah. pants. Yeah, okay. because I have a lot of colors. Oh, yeah, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yeah. And well, white, you would see. That's easy. Yeah, or just commando. Or yeah, or just go commando. Yeah, I won't tell anyone. Okay, cool. All right, cool. All right, so that's on our list, our bucket list for <clears throat> 2018. Kundalini. I don't like using the term bucket list. Okay, that's on our 2018 goal. Yeah, list because we're not list kicking the bucket in 2018. Oh God, I hope not. I really hope I don't die in 2018. Yeah. Okay, so just but list at this rate, goals. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're good. <laughs> okay, so Kundalini on the list. Yes. All right. Cool. Great. Um, so we have one listener question that we're going to go through. Yay! This one comes from Laura. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. She asked us to explain three-part breathing. Yeah. So three-part breathing, um, is also known as Dirga Pranayama. Um, it teaches you to breathe fully and completely. (sighs) (sighs) So shallow breathing, um, which I also like to call chest breathing, is super common in today's society. That's Katie breathing in her chest <laughs> and into the speaker or the microphone. I don't know where the microphone is on. I don't know. It's probably right there, though. Probably where you were just breathing. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a huge problem in today's society. Um, when you breathe into your chest, um, it's shallow. It increases anxiety. Um, and it also makes you really tired. And you know what? What? I'm going to go off on my rant okay. because I like have this rant. Yeah. Once a week. Okay. Women are mm-hmm. screwed when it comes to breathing deeply because we're Why? told because we're told to hold in our gut. Oh, so yeah. So from the time we're little, we have sucking all it in. Yeah, we're sucking it in. So where Such do you think bullshit. we're breathing? We're taking these chest. like <laughs> teeny yeah. little breaths in our mm-hmm. chest. And then I can't tell you how many students I, you know, we're sitting cross-legged. Yeah. I'm like, breathe into your belly. And I see no movement in their belly. Yeah. And it's so hard to let that go because at this point, your muscles are just trained to do that. Right. And they probably don't want to feel it either. Like, right. oh, I don't want to feel my belly expand. Right. They don't want people to see yeah. their belly. Your belly pooches out when you breathe. Right. Guess what? It's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Bellies are supposed mm-hmm. to move. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to do it is on, uh, to teach this is when they're lying down on their back. Mm, yes. That helps because you can relax you can't, it. And you can't see either. Oh, that's well, I mean, your eyes are supposed to be closed anyways, but then it's like no right. one... If they're worried about somebody seeing them or, or the teacher, whoever, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's just easier on your yes. back to teach it anyways. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so learning to breathe into your belly um, will help you breathe deeper. It'll decrease your anxiety. Um, it'll give you more energy and it'll increase your supply of oxygen um, up to seven times. So you can take in up Ooh. to seven times more air, which is crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. <sighs> like blows my mind. Um, so I'm just gonna like talk Katie through three part breathing really quickly. I'm ready. Yeah. So if you're in your car, don't do this. Um, but you can always hit pause. Yeah. Listen to the rest of this. Just pull over, or pull over and just do this. Park <laughs> Not your in car. The shoulder, in a parking yeah, lot. Yeah. In a parking lot. Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll talk you quickly through right. three part breathing I'm exercise. Ready. Cool. So I'm ready to up get nice and tall. Seven times more breath. Yeah. There you go. Nice and tall. Nice long spine. <clears throat> Uh, close your eyes. Let's start by relaxing your face. Relax your body. And just breathe normally. Breathe naturally in and out through your nose. Don't try and change anything just yet. Just observe how your breath naturally wants to move. And then from here, I'm going to have you place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Doesn't matter which hand. Okay, from here, with your next inhale, when you inhale into the belly, feel your belly rise. And feel your rib cage expand and then allow the breath to enter your chest. The exhale, exhale out from your chest, your rib cage, and your belly. Inhale, belly, ribs, and chest. Exhale, chest, ribs, and belly. 
and we're just going to sit here for five whole minutes while Katie <laughs> practices her three-part breathing. All eyes on me. <laughs> just kidding. That's it. But you should do it for a couple minutes. I feel seven times do you feel more great? oxygenated. Yeah? Yeah. It's cool. crazy. When you inhale into the belly, you're like, oh, that's all I get. But then you can open yeah. the ribs uh-huh. and then pull more into the chest. That's you're crazy. like, oh my God, I'm going to drown in oxygen. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. So like, do that. And then sometimes <clears throat> when I'm teaching it, I'll say like, when you get to the top of the breath, even if you think that's all you can take in, sip in just a little bit more. And then at the bottom of the exhale, like actually physically press on your belly and see if like any last little drop Ooh. can come out. Yeah. And some people teach it different ways. Um, some people will say like, no, you have to have your left hand on your belly and then one hand on your rib cage and then you move up to your heart but I'm pretty chill with my teaching so. I can see how that just kind of helps you focus yeah mm-hmm. a little bit but yeah. yeah so it's not like that was the only way to do three-part breathing but right. it's just, that is how I teach it so yeah thank hopefully, you Anna hopefully that answered your question Laura um, and there's a link uh, yoga journal actually has a really good article on that so we'll also post yes. the link on our show notes on three-part breathing Perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We heart you. We heart you. We also Mm -hmm. love you. Yeah. We also love you. (laughs) Visit our web. We we care it through you. What does that mean? You know, or lesser than sign. And then three. Okay. It's called an emoji. Yeah. No. I didn't know that was called a carrot. No, because it's not. It's the lesser than sign. Okay. But we lesser than three you. No, we just love you. Okay. Yeah, we We love love you. you. Um, visit our website at WTF Yoga Podcast for show notes or email us at WTF Yoga Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions, your comments, your concerns. All of those things. All of the things. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, and also, we're very excited to announce that we are now featured on the Bad Yogi blog. Woo! Super exciting! Woo! So you can also listen to us there. Yeah, we'll post a link to that as yes. well on our website. Yes. Perfect. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys. Bye! Bye. What the fuck? Hey, hey guys. guys. We hope you love what you hear on What the Fuck Yoga Podcast. If you do, please like and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and the Gram, aka Instagram. Send us your burning questions or comments to WTF Yoga Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.